Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso, Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. And we were off for a week, so... We were. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Um, As little sense as it made, (laughs) but I was traveling, so... Not much we could do, and your schedule definitely has heated up. I was going to send you an email, and I completely forgot about uh, <laughs> Superman and Lois. So That's okay. You, honestly, like, you can send it whenever. We'll, we'll, we'll read stuff, like, stuff about old episodes at the beginning of the show, and then if it's current, we'll read it at the end of the show. And if it's ah. both, then we'll read it twice. <laughs> one at the beginning and one at the end. We've yeah, definitely I, done that. So I'll try to remember to send one after the third episode. So, um, but if you guys are watching Superman and Lois, go subscribe to Tomorrow's Legends. So, um, the season is not what I expected. Hard same. Yeah. So Hard I mean, same. not bad. Not in a bad like holy shit. Flash sucks. <laughs> like. <laughs> Still like, haven't watched it. For the oh record. my god, Gotham Knights might be the worst show ever on television. Um, <laughs> I don't know if any of your co-hosts are watching that. But no, uh, I don't know if they're watching it. I didn't ask them about it. They're kind of bogged down between Star Wars content and then our content. So yeah, I, I mean, I can get that. I would not make time to watch Gotham Knights. Oh, it's <laughs> it's so bad and i hate it because <laughs> misha collins uh oh. from supernatural is playing harvey dent oh um, and, uh, and the show sucks yeah it's just i, I feel so bad for this guy <laughs> like he's mm. so good in supernatural and like it's like oh i'm gonna get to play harvey dent in a batman show where I mean, spoilers, that happens in the first episode. They kill off Batman, and it's just a bunch of teenagers with no superpowers or superhero identities or anything. They're just like the kids from Riverdale running around trying to solve Batman's murder. (laughs) Oh, that sounds interesting. Not really. Yeah, it is. It's really, really bad. Uh so unfortunate uh anyway so we're back we're gonna be talking about ted lasso season one episode 10 the season finale of this episode the hope that kills you um yes (laughs) it so does (laughs) it was a very well-named episode i will say um so as we do, uh, I've had a really difficult time coming up with a <laughs> question to ask. Um, but I, I landed on who is the most famous person you've ever taken a picture with? Oh, oh, that's that's a good question. Um just because it depends on your circles. So I know that we're both friends of The Flash. So I've taken a picture with Daniel Panabaker at Dragon Con before. I mean, I paid for it, but <laughs> uh, I do have a picture with her. And then um, I also have like a picture with a band um, 
because my brother and I found ourselves just magically in the right line one night many, many years ago uh, at the Tabernacle. And we met and had our pictures with uh, a band called Bullet for My Valentine. I do know who that is. Do you? Yes. Okay. So those I are... wouldn't call myself a fan, but like I, I am aware of them. And like I, if you played a song and was like, do you know who this is? I would not know. But I, I'm aware <laughs> of the band. So Fair. Fair enough. Um, so those are the two that immediately uh, spring to mind. There's probably. Oh, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Also, John Barrowman. <laughs> a picture with John Barrowman. Yay, yeah. Dragon Con. You can get pictures with anybody if you pay enough money. Um, yeah, and, like, John Barrowman, like, to us, is, like, super famous. Mm-hmm. To my mom, <laughs> be like, y'all know the hell that guy is. <laughs> so, whatever. Um, but she wouldn't know who any of those people are, so. I mean, that's true. I I mean, I almost literally ran into Tom Felton at Dragon Con also. Oh, that's he, awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was in a rush, and I was in a rush, and his handlers weren't doing a great job. <laughs> and I, like, almost ran into him, and I did, a like, a triple take. I was like, did I just, holy shit, that was Draco Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty freaking awesome. Um, you, you run into the darndest people at Dragon Con, let me tell you. You go to the right parties, or uh, John Noble sometimes just goes wandering about, as he does, and you I, run I into totally him. I totally see that. Oh, he is, like, the nicest guy, too. Yeah, he's another one that I went walking past him and did a triple take. Like, he was on his way somewhere, and I was on my way somewhere. He had zero handlers because he had ditched them. <laughs> and, That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was it was pretty great. And then uh, two hours later, uh, when I showed up at his panel and he was nowhere to be found, <laughs> he just came strolling up the aisle and they're like, oh, there you are. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. Um, So I'm not a big. Selfie taker, like picture taker, like even, even if it, I'm meeting somebody famous and I haven't met that many people, but I, I don't know. I'm just like. I don't want to look, I hate looking at myself in pictures. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to look at me and be like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, the two pictures, which one, I don't know where it is, um, but it, they're both uh, musicians. Uh, one is uh, C.C. DeVille, lead guitars from the band Poison. Oh. Um, my mom used to date their sound engineer. Oh wow! And so he would, you know, like every year they they would go for well, not so much anymore. But they would they would do this these like uh, or not arena tours, but like these outdoor stadium tours or whatever. Um, they would always play in Atlanta at the Lakewood. the amp yeah Lakewood Amphitheater. Um, and so every year we would go and, uh, I mean, we saw a bunch of bands with them, but, uh, one year, well, a couple of years we had backstage passes, but one year we went backstage and, uh, we got to eat with the crew. Oh, yeah. And that is like, cool. Brett Michaels, this was during the like rock of love thing. Oh, he had his own bus. Didn't associate with anybody. Like, it's fine. Like, he looks like a dick anyway. Huh. Um, but 
we're sitting there eating and CC DeVille walks up and starts talking to my mom <laughs> because they've met before because of her boyfriend and she introduces me and like we just sat there and talked for like 10 minutes he was like you want to get a picture I was like not really but like am I so I can't say no right <laughs> like right? um the other one is uh the year I had cancer um Ryan scored us it was like at the tail end of my treatment scored it was uh opening day for the Falcons they were playing the Eagles and we had like the Coca-Cola box whoa yes I somehow through like working at Papa John's the guy that stocked the stuff like knew somebody and like he was like hey he has these tickets He's trying to get rid of. I know you're a Falcons fan. Would you want them? And he called me. He was like, you think you're up for it? I was like, fucking yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting in the the box. I met so I met several former Falcons, um, but oh. they really wouldn't be famous to anybody. <laughs> um, uh, Jesse Tuggle being uh, the probably the biggest one. But uh this singer that was on American Idol, she sang the national anthem and then came and sat in the box with us. Her oh, name wow. was Tori Kelly. Oh. She also did the nationwide, you know, the nationwide jingle. The they always have like musicians come on and like sing it. Yep. She she was like a, a year-long campaign of doing nationwide commercials. Um I, I don't really know her music because I, I don't really listen to that. Like everybody was freaking out because she was on American Idol at the time. Yeah. She did not give a shit <laughs> about it, being there, anything like, and she had this, uh, I guess he was like her tour manager or something who basically had to just keep people away from her. But finally the game starts and she sits down with like these four other girls and they just like stayed on their phones the whole time or whatever. And uh, I, I, I didn't want to sit because it, for whatever reasons, but so I like wound up standing behind the seats and he walked up there and just starts talking to me. And like we talked the whole damn game. He was the coolest guy. And like he he's at one point he's like, Can I ask you a question? Like, I don't want to be rude, but like, what's wrong? <laughs> I was like, Oh, I have cancer. He was like, Oh my god. And I was like, I'm not gonna die. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I just don't have any hair anywhere because I'm going through treatment. I was like, I'm totally good. And he was like, Okay. And uh it's so fun. Sorry, it's a long story, but it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I had such a good time hanging out with him. And I did not give a shit about this girl, man. Um, oh. I didn't like her music, didn't care. And <laughs> one of the guys that was with us was like trying to talk to her all night. Oh. It was so pathetic. Oh. Um, like, dude, A, she's like 20 years younger than you. Yeah, she could have been more than like 18 or 19. And uh, anyway, so I was like, hey, man, before you take off, like, I want to get a picture together, like, just so, like, I can remember this. I was like, I don't really like pictures, but I had such a good time just talking to you. And he was like, sure, sure, sure. Then he gets her and makes her take a picture with me, and well, he's not even in the damn picture. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
like, hilarious. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> I don't care about this girl. But <laughs> I had to hear about it the whole ride back from this dude that went up there with us. I can't believe you got to take a picture of Tori Kelly. <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> like, I don't even care. That's awesome. So, <laughs> I love that story. I guess she's semi-famous. Probably less so now. But at the time, it was... Like, when my sister saw it, she was just like, oh, my God. Like, do you know? I was like, yeah, I don't I don't watch American Idol. I don't know who the hell she is. But, uh, I mean, she was a really good singer. Um, yeah. But, you, uh, you know, anyway. <laughs> so many famous people that have come off that show, especially in the early days. That's uh, Now, if it had been weird. Kelly Clarkson, yeah. I probably would have been the the guy, like, creeping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to go talk to Kelly Clarkson. Because I didn't watch American Idol, but oh my god, I was in love with her. <laughs> yeah, well, she came off American Idol. Uh, Carrie Underwood came off American Idol. I mean, so many people have come off American Idol. Like, it's crazy. Um. Okay, so uh, we're going to dive into the episode. Yep. We're going to spoil it. We're not going to spoil anything in future episodes. But maybe at the end, we're going to talk about some stuff that happens in season two. I know season three has started. Jess has not watched it. Nope. So uh, I'm not going to talk about anything in season three. Um, I mean, I, I, is it spoilers to say there's not really anything to talk about at this point? <laughs> um, <laughs> Good to know. All right. All right. Uh, I don't feel I, so bad for not starting it immediately. Your decision to binge watch the episodes, I feel like is really going to pay off. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. that it's bad. It's not bad at all. It's just not like. I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not as amped for it. Like every week it's not leaving me where I'm going like, oh, I can't wait till the next episode. It's just more like, oh, that was a good episode. So we're only two weeks in, but we'll see. So true. True. Um, well, maybe I'll be able to catch up <laughs> in a couple of weeks. I can just download them all to my phone while I'm gone. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, we'll do the finale next week. We're going to do the, the little special thing. I sent um, I sent you the questions. Did you get them? I did. I got the questions. You sent me the questions. I have a lot going on next week. Is there any way we could maybe push that special a few more? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll be out for two weeks after this week. Yeah. Sorry. I like I was I was literally like talking through with my husband everything we're trying to get ready through the end of next week to go on vacation because we're gonna Oh no I, yeah I know how that is. Yeah. Like him and I are going on a cruise. We're leaving the kids with the grandparents, but I've got to prep everything for the kids for a week for us to literally be like out of the country. And then I have to prep everything for us. Not I mean, I don't have to get his stuff. Like he's taking care of his stuff. I got to take care of all my stuff and all the kids stuff. And I'm just like, I've got too much going on. <laughs> totally cool. Okay. Sorry. Just bring that on you. Um nah, it's fine. Okay. Uh, and then I can right. prep with good answers. So, okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, spoilers for the finale going forward. You've mm -hmm. all been warned. Um, but I mean, it's three years old at this point. You should have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> also true. <laughs> um, okay. So, the episode opens with a chaotic scene of um. Nate. Like finding a new kit man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, love, I love this. <laughs> I I love this dude, the the kit man. Like, 
I can't ever remember. It's like Josh or something like that. I have um, no idea what his name is. <laughs> I, it's uh, I, Nate's reaction to him, especially in season two. It, it mm. has me like where I, for whatever reason, I can't remember his name because Nate does not like this guy. Oh, which, he's like super critical. Which uh, is probably stems from him walking in and thinking he lost his job. Um and immediately like attacks Rebecca. It's like you did this, she's true. I love this whole sequence because like you do find out at the end that they're obviously all in on it. But like the way that they played it off, and then with like Ted and Higgins both kind of like coming into the locker room where they're talking to each other. And yes. they don't think they're really on the phone <laughs> because or maybe they are i don't know but i just i thought it was hysterical and then yeah you're right he like jumps down her throat because he's like you did this <laughs> he said uh is it because i called isaac a uh, word i won't repeat um <laughs> uh which that was such a good callback to his his little speech in the locker room from the mm-hmm. the previous um but we find out nate's been promoted he's coach nate now um yes <laughs> after much uh ceremony <laughs> so like when you first watch this mm. like is it are you just like yeah like good for nate or is it like you promoting the kit man to a coach i when i first watched it I have a slightly different opinion, not like vastly different on a second viewing. But when I first watched it, I remember being excited for him because I'm like, he deserves this. Like he's getting the recognition he deserves. He's been feeding Ted ideas all season. So I think that's the next logical step. Like if you're going to treat your kit man as a coach, then I think then the next step is you just make him a freaking coach. Like, right. Um, so, yeah, on our first watch, I was definitely excited for him, and I felt like he deserved it. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Uh, I was, like, so happy for him. Rewatching it now, and not to get into anything in future episodes, but I, it does, much in the same way, like, rewatching it and going, like, yeah, it's really stupid to hire an American football coach to coach your uh, soccer team. Um, right. Like, it feels really weird that he got promoted from the guy who, like, picks up the laundry to coach. But I guess there's not a there's not a barrier in between that. Like, you, you it's not like a, you can't move up one more notch, you know, I guess. So I would agree with that. I I would say that it's probably not standard for a kit man to move into the, to the coach role. You know what I mean? Like I, I definitely feel like that when you're in that role, like you're, you're in that role to move into a different part of the organization, but not necessarily the coaching staff, just kind of like my gut feeling. I feel like you might want to be, uh, in maybe are getting um, going back to school for like to be a trainer and like you're just working as the kit man while yeah. you're, you know like while you're getting all of your like physio um, licenses and stuff like that or maybe you're trying to work into administration kind of to be the next Higgins you know what I mean I feel like 
Kitman to coach is not a typical progression, but for this show and the way that Nate and Ted's relationship have been established and the fact that he has no fucking clue what he's doing, um, it makes perfect sense <laughs> in the world of Ted Lasso. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's an interesting, I guess not callback, but like in episode three, maybe uh, three or four, uh, we have uh, Trent Krim. Uh, like <laughs> making that statement of like, I'm sorry. Like, are you telling me that the fucking kit man <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is like calling your plays? Like exactly. what, what is going on? Um, you know, and now he's a coach, which could absolutely backfire in that. Like you promoted the kit man to coach and now he's partly responsible like, yeah, I get, I, yeah, yeah. I'm you. Um, so uh, and from there we go to uh, having to choose a new captain, which is something we talked a little bit about in the last episode. We knew Roy was getting benched, mm-hmm. um, and the captain has to be on the field with the team. Yep. So Roy has to. Well, Ted's supposed to choose a new captain, and there's a very fun <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> between <laughs> i don't want to do it well you gotta do it um i you insist know. i decline <laughs> this is uh, why it's hard to love you <laughs> that's the line that's the it's such a that's a that's a fucking callback right there from episode one mm-hmm. when <laughs> he tells uh beard it's he's gonna really be pissed when we win him over <laughs> and we are now at Roy saying, this is why it's hard to love you. Oh, did you hear that? He loves you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. It's such a good Roy Ted moment. And the, it establishes the future of their relationship, like very small ways, mm-hmm. but with what happens, like it just, they just build off of that. Like Roy being able to admit that like, yes, I am the gruff asshole, but I do care, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, Roy's, Roy's evolution over the, the first season is, is pretty awesome. Um, but what we get into in the next season with him is, is even better. So yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, love what happens in the middle of this episode i won't jump ahead but like this <laughs> shit with him and keely and jamie oh my god yes. oh my god oh that's great okay we'll get that. um so then we get uh jamie's trash talking video nate wills in a, a tv and you know in effort to get the team motivated because they have their last match of the season it will decide whether or not they get relegated, um, which I guess we can talk about relegation when we get there. Uh, and they they need to be motivated for it because it, it there's so many consequences to being relegated, including loss of money. So, yeah, uh, potentially <laughs> breaking up the team. I think yeah. there's a whole bunch of stuff. I was like, I missed this the first time around. 
Yeah, and I I will I need to I, I can text it to you. I have it saved on my phone, but I I was reading this whole thing that breaks down like relegation, nice. and it's it's pretty interesting stuff. Three teams every year get relegated. So and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just the death of those teams, um, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so we get Jamie being Jamie saying that he <laughs> carried the team when he was on the pitch. And uh, we kind of get an idea of who the new captain's going to be when Isaac hurls a chair at the television. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that reaction. Like I was like, Whoa, that was aggressive, but okay. I, it's so good later when Roy gives him the the uh, I don't know, armband, and he just says, "Never stop throwing televisions, or uh, never I, stop throwing chairs." I mean, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. I love I love that that touch. I was like, oh, okay, because he's the first one to to say something. Like the second he does it, everyone's in shock, and he's like, <laughs> "Well like, done, <laughs> well done." <laughs> like, oh, that's oh, so Roy. Roy. That's I feel like that's what Roy would have done when he was. Isaac's age. So. Um, and then we get some uh, Beard and Ted at the the bar. <laughs> and the, the guy's kind of being like, you know, you did your best. Your best is still shit, but you did your best. And he's like, we're not out of it. Which is, this is where the title comes from. Yeah. Um, the hope that kills you. Because you put all your hopes into this. And it's just devastating when they're going up against a team who you know they can't beat, you know? it It's literally me watching the Falcons play the Patriots in the Super Bowl and being <laughs> like, it's Tom Brady. They're not going to beat him. And then they're winning for like 90% of the game. And then they fucking lose in overtime. And I'm just like, oh, I so understand this so much. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. Um, so they come up with this plan, uh, after Ted talks with Rebecca the next day, she, she tells him like, you can see the game different Mm -hmm. and therefore you should be able to play with that. Like have them take the field, create chaos because they don't know what you're thinking. Because they're they're always going to underestimate you. So they come up with this idea to uh, (laughs) run elaborate set pieces. Which, (laughs) oh my god. Like, that's such a long phrasing for trick plays. (laughs) Yes, but that's what they're called. I mean, they're just called, like, set pieces. You know, when you're starting from a stop, basically. And... But yes, I like how they throw in the word elaborate, and yeah, it's 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 very long. I I agree. Trick trick plays has a little bit better of a ring to it, but that's just not what you say in the sport. <laughs> <laughs> so you played. How did you feel about set pieces? Like, were you a fan? Did you like doing them, or was it just like this only works like twenty percent of the time? Why are we doing this? <laughs> Yeah, well, I never played on, like, a professional level, but, like, we, even in high school and college, like, our set pieces weren't necessarily 
elaborate <laughs> or like really like trick plays. It was more just like, okay, this is the set piece you run when we have a corner kick. And this is the set piece you run when the foul is spotted here. Like if it's an indirect kick or if this is what, you know, this is how we line up if there's um, like a, a penalty kick, like that sort of stuff. We didn't go too in the weeds. I think like the fanciest thing we ever had someone on our team do was um, a flip throw in. And like, that was basically where the girl did a front handspring with the soccer ball. And when she landed on her feet, she chucked the soccer ball and she could get it like three quarters away across the field. It was basically like a cross, like a corner kick. And so we had a different way that we set up when we had a girl that could do that versus just like a regular throw in. So gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, you see it in American football all the time. And yeah. when it works, it is really exciting. But they they don't work that often. And mm-hmm. it's so especially in American football, when if the defense reads the play, it's oh, just yeah. like, oh my God, this goes bad <laughs> like so fast. <laughs> it does. Yeah. And I feel like that's half the battle with American football. It's like you're like always on that game of like, have you read the play correctly? And can you stop it? Cause I mean that, I mean, that's like literally the name of the game. So. Um, yeah, I, I swear this year I'm going to get, try to watch a soccer game. Um, up oh, in Atlanta. Watch. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, if you're not going to do it in person, watch, watch the premier league. Cause it's a little bit, at least more entertaining than American soccer. Um, so next we get maybe the, I don't want to call it the ultimate callback, but I mean, it's one of the first scenes we see in Ted Lasso is Ted and beer getting on the plane and this kid like hounding him for an ussy (laughs) and to have it just in the finale to call that back to this same kid doing it to Jamie while Jamie gets his posh haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that hair kills me. Like it just, he looks so like a twat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, put it in British terms. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, can I get a ussy? And he explains to Jamie that like, Ted's on the, like, he's on the news. He's talking about you. Like, he's he's not slandering you. He's not doing what you do. And, and Jamie's convinced it's mind games. Yeah, he can't, like, that's not his world. He can't conceptualize that someone would just genuinely be happy for him or would, like, see him just as, a person like really I mean and that's you know Ted that's what that's kind of what Ted does that's his thing he's good with people right he's good at endearing himself to people but Jamie's like what what game is this and it's like it's not a game but kind of in Jamie's world it ends up being a game (laughs) because that's where his headspace is yeah it's such a such a bad place to be in man like I, I mean I've never done the sports thing but like in life in general, like it work, it, I've gotten it in my head that like, oh, that person is out to cost me my job. Yeah. Like they are fucking with me. Mm, and yeah. Oh yeah. I've been there too. It is hard to let go of that, man. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, especially if you still have to like work together. That, mm-hmm. for, I'm fortunate that most of the time, because uh, I don't take a lot of chances career-wise, so most of the time they get promoted. And I'm just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. So, <laughs> um, so Jamie, Jamie's solution to this, or his idea to talk about it, is to text Keely, <laughs> his ex-girlfriend, um, which I feel like and we haven't really talked about it, that says not a, necessarily a lot about how Jamie feels about Keeley, because we, we kind of know that, but, like, the lack of people with depth in Jamie's life. Yeah. That you're like, I, I can't trust anybody to talk to this, to talk this out with them, and I have to text my ex-girlfriend. Um, who he does genuinely care about despite being the person he is. But like, I, I like, I don't know. It, it got me really sad thinking about it. I'm like, this dude does not have any close friends, man. No, he doesn't. And we get a lot more insight into Jamie, which I'm also really excited to continue exploring, uh, in the, in the next season and probably after that. But, um, I will say I thought me, I thought maybe like a small part of it, maybe like 90, 10, like the 10% part was like, but if I do this, I get mm-hmm. sex out of it. <laughs> I mean, it might be more than 10% because, yeah. you know, it's like, well, last time I was kind of like vulnerable to her and like didn't really go for anything. We wound up sleeping together. So, yeah, exactly. you know, I need to talk about this. You know, one thing could lead to another. It's mm-hmm. all to my advantage. So it, mm-hmm. it doesn't make him a, a good, none of this makes him a good person, but like it, it is, it is an interesting insight into his life. I, I just, I can't imagine not having a friend at all to be like, man, what do I do? This dude is fucking with my head. Like, how do I let this not get to me? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so he, he goes over to Keeley's house and <laughs> is greeted by Roy. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably one of like the best things ever i adore this scene where roy opens the door but we don't see that it's roy until yes. they're seated at the table and then she comes rushing down oh hey yeah so uh jamie's stopping by <laughs> and he's like I got that thanks the the whole interaction when uh jamie starts explaining himself and uh, she says, <laughs> Jamie, not everybody in your life is out to get you. And Roy's just like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to love about this entire conversation. Like, so many <laughs> things. What is this? I made you coffee. What is this? I brought you coffee. <laughs> she, <laughs> she just, just combines them. <laughs> At least they both know how she likes her coffee. So she wasn't watering down a latte with like black coffee or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, th- it's such a good scene. Um, Jamie gets, doesn't seem to get much out of it. Um, and his joke about the mushy peas is really <laughs> funny, uh, especially well, now I want mushy peas. <laughs> I love, I love Roy. I love Brickled Seed. Oh my God. This character kills me. It's so funny. Um, it's just, it's so, it's still so weird because 
I'll go listen to his podcast. You know, every couple of weeks, I'm just like, this is not. He's such a different guy. Yeah. Um. So from there, we go to Ted talking to his son, uh, which is, uh, you know, I mean, I get it, but <laughs> like, the best thing is his son going, Dad. When I'm watching the games and you're coaching, it doesn't look like you're doing anything. <laughs> yes. Well, it's not like football, son. Uh, yeah. I mean, kids have a way of just, of, I mean, you know. Cause oh, I know. One. And it's just like, yeah. I mean, I know you think that, but just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I uh, am often around my 15 year old niece, and we live in the same house. And I will say something about cleaning, and she'll just be like, "You never clean. I don't ever see you clean." And I'm just like, "Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it isn't happening. <laughs> like you don't ever do anything." I'm like, "You're at school for seven hours a day. <laughs> I do a lot." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you leave in the morning and everything's a mess and then you come back and it's all clean, that's me. I mean, sometimes it's her mom. It's maybe 50-50. But, like, I am doing shit. <laughs> like, ugh, freaking kids, man. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm not looking forward to the teenage years. <laughs> oh, my God. It's... I, I have a, a friend of mine that lives in Chattanooga that I saw this past week. And not to get off on a rant, but, like... Her daughter just turned 12, oh. and I, I, we were uh, eating breakfast, and she was just going through how horrible everything is. And I was like, do you remember, like, right after my brother passed away, and I started staying in Columbus, and my niece was 12, just turned 13, and, like, a month in, I was calling you going, like, I don't know what to do because I feel like I'm living with Satan. And you were like, you're being dramatic. She's a child. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you this kid is evil. She was like, yeah, oh yeah, I get it now. I'm like, uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm like the words they use. They're awful, man. They're awful. They say things that it's like, just cut straight to the core. And it's just like, I just got my feelings hurt by a 14 year old. Um, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, and I was, I was terrible at that age. And so my, and my daughter at six is like 10 times worse than I ever was. So I am really not looking forward to 13. I don't know. I've got, I've got, I've got two people saying two different things. Some are like, she'll mellow out. If she's this, if she's like this already, she'll mellow out by the time she's 13. And others are like, wow, (laughs) you're in for it. (laughs) My mother included. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So. And I quote, even you weren't this bad. It's like, oh, 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 wow. Thanks, Thanks, mom. Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So for nine episodes, we have lamented the fact that there is not a lot of football in this show. Yeah. And we get. Almost half an episode mm-hmm. of that, which I understand is like nowhere near the amount of time they actually play. But no, but, you know, they saved it for the finale. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it looks 
great. Like th- there's one or two shots that look a little effects heavy, uh, specifically the Roy shot uh, in the second half of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I understand why it is that way. Um, Cause he probably would have broken his leg <laughs> had he actually done those things. Cause he's not a football player and he's in great shape, but like, you know, sliding into somebody on turf is or grass or whatever. If you don't know what you're doing, you are going to fuck yourself up. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, uh, it hurts. Even when you do know what you're doing, Dude, turf sucks. I had like the worst like burns on my legs from doing just that. Ugh. Turf is awful. Grass is like so much better. Unless there's rocks, in which case you're just it just yeah. sucks. <laughs> um, so we do find out something at the beginning of the match that we did not know. Um Keely <laughs> does not give a shit about football. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found this exchange quite funny. <laughs> Which is really funny because six or seven episodes ago, she sat there in, in the bathroom of that that uh, hall that they were in and told Rebecca about how she'd only ever dated football players. Yeah. And she hates this, not like hates the sport, but just genuinely doesn't care. <laughs> I found that hysterical. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty weird thing. Um, I mean, I guess I, they're young, they're fit, they're hip, they're, you know, usually have money to spare. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I get that, but like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd want to date somebody like who that was their life and that was all they mostly talked about outside of like sex. <laughs> And I was going to say, you're assuming there was a lot of talking, yeah, which the, if Jamie's any indication. Yeah, there probably isn't. It's just like, oh, okay, we're going to do this, then I'm going to go train. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was like, oh, no, she doesn't. She's like, I know how to act, but like, I just don't give a damn. Um, <laughs> but it leads to a really sweet moment where she's like, today, today I care very much. I know. Um, like, oh. I, yeah, I love the Roy Keeley relationship. Ugh. Um, so Ted's Ted, Ted gives three speeches in the last fifteen or twenty minutes of this episode, <laughs> which is a lot of Ted speeches. Um, we it is. normally get maybe one an episode. Um, there's the the before they go out, you know. Uh, do you believe and believe? Um, and I mean, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I, I think when I watched the finale, uh, I think I watched it as it, I'd caught up and watched the finale as it aired. I remember, like, I knew I couldn't post a clip from somewhere because it was on Apple Plus and nobody even knew what the hell the show was. So, like, I remember recording it on my phone and posting it to Facebook and being like, this is why you should all be watching Ted Lasso. This is fucking incredible. Like, the writing is insane. Yeah. 
It, I and, mean, it is. It's so good. And it ends with a really funny Isaac moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Isaac. Uh, I, I, I do really like Isaac. Um, he, I'm glad that we get to see a lot more of him in the back half of season one because it makes it less jarring when he's such a a big focus at the beginning of season two because he becomes the captain. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> did you notice that he skips a number when he's counting? Yes, I was like, <laughs> hold on, <laughs> and I feel poor like Isaac man. <laughs> I know, and I was like, first he says, let's count to 12, and I'm like, uh, that's a long countdown. Most people just say, go on three, one, two, one, two, three, Richmond, but he's like, we're going to count to 12, and then he skips a number, and I'm like, what, am I counting with my six-year-old? What is happening right now? <laughs> oh, she doesn't normally skip between, you know, she doesn't normally skip eight, but sometimes <laughs> she skips other numbers. <laughs> um, So, yeah, like, after that, we get a good, like, four or five minutes of of football um which is is awesome um nothing truly except well they run that one trick corner play right sandman sandman yeah where they yeah where he like kicks it and they dummy it through like three people before someone finally takes a shot yeah i mean and it's it's a good i mean it's it looks a like a, yeah it looks like a good play they almost get one in yeah. Um, and then they wind up going into halftime, uh, nil nil, as they call it. Uh, and and we get our second. I, I don't know. It's not really a speech. It's just Ted being Ted trying to get them like pumped up or whatever. Um, oh, I did. Uh, there's a moment when. They're walking out of the locker room, and uh, Nate asks Beard the "Do you believe in miracles?" thing. He's like, "Is that real or is that from a movie?" And Beard's like, "Oh, it's both." <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I was like, "That's amazing." Also, ha- like that was kind of a worldwide phenomenon. Like, does would he really not know that story because just because he's British? <laughs> Well, I I think it's because he's young. Like I know we uh, probably wouldn't consider him that young. Um, well, but, how young is he? Because he goes through quite the transformation in season two, and well, he that's... goes through a lot of stress in season two. <laughs> no amount of stress can make a thirty man year thirty year old man turn gray. I'm sorry, that's like a slight <laughs> spoiler. Over the course of an entire season, we are going to talk about this because it bothers me. So I, by the time we get to the end of season two, yeah. we'll be talking about his hair. <laughs> I I agree with you. I like it becomes this thing where it's like this dude was clearly dying his hair and they just told him to stop dying his hair. Like the yeah. actor. Yeah. Um had to have been. I was like, yeah. what is happening right now? <laughs> it was um, so jarring. Anyway, I that's sorry, that's a slight spoiler. Not I, really, but like kind of I completely agree with you. Like okay. I, it is one of the things that that like you start to see it go a little gray earlier mm-hmm. in season two but yeah. then like literally the last shot of season two he's got like full-on fucking gray hair and i'm like yeah. what happened he's like a freaking silver fox i'm like what the shit dude like that doesn't happen to normal people okay anyway this we'll we'll talk about this at a later date <laughs> um so uh coming out of the half roy's gonna start 
uh, he he's got his captain uh, position back, and he goes out there and I mean it's it's the first play we see. Like it's probably not the first play, but he goes out there. Of course, the announcers make a crack at him. Like poor Roy. Uh, was this, to put it politely, he's quite slow. Um, I know. I was like, oh god. But he goes out there and he chases Jamie down to stop him scoring uh, what looked like was going to be a pretty easy goal. Because there, I mean, there's Jamie and the goaltender, but like that was it. There was nobody else around. No. Yeah. No. He was. He was definitely on a breakaway for sure. So. It's um. Part. Uh, and then uh, we get. I mean, I, this is what I alluded to earlier. Roy, they, they call it a tackle, but it's not a tackle in the way that. Uh, well, it's a soccer tackle. Yeah. That's, uh, what you call, that's what you call it when you take the ball away from. So, well, it's technically called a slide tackle, but you have to get the ball. You can't get the person. Otherwise, it's a foul. But for short, yes, that is a tackle. In and this soccer. was the big CGI thing I was alluding to or not even alluding to pointing yeah. out earlier. I don't think it's bad, but I do think it's obvious. Yeah. Like in a She-Hulk kind of way. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just really obvious that this is CGI. Yeah, I know. I I, I know. I was kind of like watching it and it like, it looks fine for a while. And then all of a sudden it, it's it like, I don't know how to describe it other than it looks a little glitchy. Yeah. <laughs> very me. green screened. Um, yeah. yeah, like maybe uh, people's heads were placed <laughs> on other people's bodies. I don't know. <laughs> like it just it looks a little weird. Fortunately, it's not very long at all, and it's such a good moment that it almost just doesn't fucking matter at all. Yeah, like, it's just. And then we get. Am I wrong? This is the first time we get to hear Roy Kent. He's no. here. He's. It's not. No, no, you're right. You're right. It's oh, yeah. okay. No, it's the it's the first time. Yeah, it's it, we've never heard the chant before, and I don't think we really ever hear it again because he's done. Uh, I mean, we I, might hear it again, but like not in the sense of him being on the pitch. Well, I, I it's been a while since I rewatched season two. I'm I think I, this is not spoilery, but I think the episode in season two where he gets like frustrated and leaves and then walks onto the field while they're playing a game. Mm. I think the crowd starts chanting Roy Kent. Well, I could be wrong. It's been a while since I watched season two. Cause well, I've only so seen it. Though, I've only seen it the once. So we'll see if you're right. Um, but yeah, so this is our first time hearing uh, Roy Kent. Roy Kent, he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. And we get to see everybody except Rupert go apeshit for him. just And just cheering for him as he leaves the pitch. Uh, which I, I just brought up. How did you feel about Rupert being shown at all in any of this? Um, I felt like it more clearly showed his colors it he him and jamie have a lot more similarities as of this point in jamie's arc 
um, than I than I think I had realized because I, a lot of the things that like Jamie says about Roy, uh, Rupert said about him as well. Like he's not, of course not. He's an octogenarian or whatever. And I feel like yeah. that's exactly what Jamie has said, maybe not quite so eloquently, but um, they they very much the two characters at that point in time very much reminded me of one another. Um, I just I thought it was interesting insight. I liked that, especially since it was the finale. I liked that we got to see all of the major players for the most part um, and how they were feeling about what was happening within the events of the finale. I feel like it was important for us to see Rupert's headspace. Yeah. We even get to meet. I think this is uh, we've talked about meeting Higgins family before. Yeah. I think this is actually when we we've seen bits and pieces of them, but we full on meet them like he introduces them and his 19 kids uh, in this episode, Uh, which the the priest thing. This is also not really spoilers for season two. The priest joke about one of his kids being a priest. like It's there. It's funny. And it's but when we see his family in season two. That kid is nowhere around I, I, For reasons that could be Completely explainable but like He's just not around um, Yeah well also I think that Kid is not a kid I think he's very uh, much yeah, an adult, yeah. But yeah Um. Clearly he's uh, like he's uh, off Late living. 20s early 30s Oh yeah he's, he's Off living wherever Priests live I don't know Um. So Roy Refuses to be carted off just absolutely refuses. He says he's fucked his knee and like he, but he gets himself up, like gets helped up and walks off the field into the locker room. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man, as heartbreaking as a lot of this episode is, and we'll get to that. I, rewatching it now, this is like that moment to me is almost worse. Yeah, it it hit me a lot more um, than I think it did the first time around. But that's probably just because, I mean, they're in theory speculating as he's walking off the field that, you know, this is the last we'll see of him. This is his last game, blah, blah, blah. Whereas in reality, now that we've watched more of it, I mean, we we know that that's the case. And it just it hit me a lot harder the second time second third however many times i'll just have to at least twice maybe three times you know yeah um i i i was with them like i feel like the nod between roy and ted is very much a yeah i'm done like yeah i'm done well and he i think i feel like he's acknowledging that ted let him go off on his own terms yeah. he didn't bench Roy and say this is the end of your career he put him in he let him go out in a big spectacular way and he got to do it on his own terms and walk off the field like on his own terms like he you know what I mean it wasn't Ted saying you're done it was Roy being like thanks yeah I'm done yeah which and to go back to the Rupert thing like dude a year ago this was still your fucking team. Like you're talking about, you're an octogenarian that you had on your team. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I mean, it was fine for you. (laughs) 
so um and then we get uh the i mean such an incredible moment in the locker room between keely and roy and roy doing the roy thing oh yeah and i love that she just doesn't let Mm -hmm. him be himself which i i appreciate she stands her ground and she's like it's okay like we're gonna you know we're gonna get through this but they do all she does all of that without saying a word like it was really really well done i enjoyed that a lot great yeah it's uh i i mean i'm not roy but i'm i understand the like i'm angry and i'm going to be angry towards you but i i really don't want you to leave but i'm going to like in it's it is a shitty way to be towards somebody but it is such a special thing when somebody's just like i understand you're going through a lot and i'm not gonna let you sit here and go through it alone yeah exactly um so back out on the pitch we get the team uh well not the team we we get gameplay almost stopping while literally every person in the stadium (laughs) it sounds like every phone gets an update (laughs) yeah (laughs) on a score well because yeah the stadium was kind of silent because of the moment and the stoppage in play and then because of said stoppage in play they get extra time added so like i thought it was it was well timed like for the writing like i feel like that was really well written in like it was a believable moment when the stadium legit would have been silent and you could have actually heard something like that like it's literally the equivalent of hearing a pin drop i feel like yeah um well and while i did skip over uh they had scored a goal so they were down uh richmond's down one nil and so they would need two to win it. And Ted's whole thing has been, we're in it to win it. We're not looking for a tie. We're not hoping for, like, <laughs> fucking crazy playoff scenarios, to use uh, American football terms. You know, I, I, it's always hysterical to watch pundits. Like, well, they're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs because this and this and this could happen. And if these six teams lose and this team over here ties, like they could still make it to the playoffs. Like, yeah, but it comes down to like, but if we win, we're fucking in. So that's where you want to be. That's where you want your team's head at. Um, So I, like I get it. Uh, And so all of a sudden you find out that, this weird scenario where uh, this other game's happening and one team won by six. So that means all they need is a tie to win because it's, it's not necessarily uh, it's, it's a points based kind of thing. Um, So uh, which they never really explain in the show at all, but because it is kind of confusing. Hockey is the same way. It is. And it, it gets really confusing. <laughs> it does. But it but it all matters. And that's why you're allowed to tie. You get different points. And it depends. Like, there's goal. The goal differential is, like, a really big thing. It, that's why when Crystal Palace wins by six, all that they have to do is tie. Because somewhere in the mix is goal differentials. So if all they do is just get the one and hold off Man City, that's 
that's why they would be able to stay in like because of all these like mathematical crazy things because there's like seven different things you have to look at it's like your win lot your win ratio to your loss ratio but also how many ties did you have because you get x many points and then on top of all of that they look at the goal differentials <laughs> and probably something else that i'm not thinking of right now but yeah it's a little it's a little crazy down um so now, so all of a sudden we need to tie and we get uh ted who has been like we're not doing ties we're not no we're right. gonna win it all of a sudden he's just like fuck no we just need to tie we just need to tie just, just need one to goal we got like three minutes left in the game we just need one goal and they pull uh we've been talking about american football they pull a lasso special which confuses the shit out of everybody <laughs> As it should. I'm not even sure if, like, legally within the rules of soccer, if they can actually do that and take that much time on the ball. I feel like they'd get a penalty for, like, delaying the game. Yeah. But it is a lot of, like, I don't, I've not watched a lot of soccer. I've not, but, like, I'm like, this is taking a while. Like, uh-huh. you know, I, I, I know there's, it, like there's a clock in American football, like you know, your play clock, like you have to call before. Like, so I'm guessing that there's something similar in soccer when you're uh, like lining up for that. Yes and no. I believe this. I believe at this point, it's still technically up to the ref's discretion. And this is what drives a lot of people, including my husband, bonkers about soccer is a lot of things are up to the center ref's discretion. So if they sort of feel like they're the ones that add on the time at the end because it's their judgment because the clock does not stop in soccer ever. It, it doesn't stop. It doesn't matter if there's an injury. Like it, it doesn't matter. The clock always runs. But you have that's why you have the stoppage time. And but it's it's up to the discretion, I believe, of the of the center ref. And so you don't really know. Like at the end, like when you hit that 90 minute mark, they'll they'll I don't know if they're like radioing over to the side or whatever. There's some communication where they're like, okay, by my watch, because it's his watch that he holds in his hand. That says how much time is left. He's like, I've got five minutes of stoppage time. So that's roughly what we're going to play. But then he uses discretion within that even. So it may not even be an exact five minutes. So the clock is still ticking up and up and up. But it may end at 93.05 or it may end at 93.57. So it's just kind of, it's kind of a little weird. with soccer. Yeah, I can get how it can be frustrating and that probably explains why the fans can get so violent (laughs) you don't you you never stop playing until you hear a whistle that is the thing with with soccer that is what is drilled into you from the time you're a small child you do not stop until the ref blows the whistle because the play is not dead until the ref blows that whistle so including the end of the game and there's a very specific tone like you go until you hear that that sequence that sequence on the whistle (laughs) well and and um, to your point, this is what fucking gets them. So they they pulled this trick play, the lasso special. It it's great. Like I I agree with you with the the lining up and like taking so much time to like get the ball in play seems weird, but nobody stops it or, or throws up a, a would it be a yellow card, red card? I don't yeah. know. No, it would probably just be a yellow, but it's also 
a TV show. So yeah, but if anything, um, it would be a yellow. They pull this amazing play, Danny. <laughs> to their point, the not great CGI with the Roy scene, the <laughs> fucking Danny scene is <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. I mean, I was like. Uh, part of me was when he was like, did the actor really just do like a bicycle kick? Because that would be kind of awesome. <laughs> I mean, but, he, he did play. He could. So, I don't. I and, mean, he was pretty good. I don't know if he would want to be doing that or if they would want him risking yeah. his, his literal neck to do a stunt like that. He is in incredible shape. But uh, yeah, uh, your insurance would probably not. Of course, actors do kind of take things, and the insurance people are not always on set, so it could very much be him going yeah. like, "No, no, no, I can do this. Let's go," and you just being like, "All right, man. Well, hopefully it doesn't fall apart, and we're probably going to get yelled at later by some executives." <laughs> <laughs> no, but realistically, of the amount of takes for him to potentially make that, could yeah, have been a lot. <laughs> like that's um, you've got to be I mean, a super crazy talent to just nail that off the bat maybe that's what they gave him they're like you get one take dude like i would love that's a story we'd love to know right there right it's like tell me about this take like is that you did you pull it off in one take if not like why did they let you keep doing this (laughs) (laughs) or or if not how did how did it happen um so he they pull off this lasso special uh Danny makes the kick gets the goal and the fucking place goes I mean I went nuts I remember I watching this on my couch in my it's... apartment and it was like watching a real fucking game I was so happy it was like the world cup it was like yeah it was it was amazing I was like oh, yay and even like this the second time around I know what's coming and I still like almost like jumped out of my yes. seat I was like they did it and I'm like wait they lose <laughs> um I mean we even see Rupert celebrating and it's hard to even begrudge that dude this moment mm-hmm. you know um the whole bar just losing their minds it's such a good moment in a show that, that we've gotten a lot of great moments but not a lot of great moments on the pitch you know mm-hmm. and while they're celebrating we're in uh whatever whatever you call it it's stoppage not overtime time. stoppage time um there's not a fucking whistle man and like okay. when you're re-watching it you can see jamie like go yep. like into the goal and like start his march down the fucking field and everybody's celebrating the the team isn't necessarily, but it's so distracting. Like you just, you lose it. Like everybody thinks it's over because they were in stoppage time and it's not the whistle hasn't blown. And Jamie takes the ball down the fucking field, makes the extra pass and they get the goal and that's it. That's the end of the game. Oh, it's like so devastating. It's like, but at the same time, you're like, you want to cheer because it's like, he did it, but he's on the wrong team. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's such like a bittersweet moment um, because you know that the only reason he's doing that is he wants to like stick it to them. Yes. But he made the extra pass because he knew that's what would win the game. 
Yeah, I, I mean, and you're right. He straight up did it to stick it to him because, like, yep. they're not in danger of being relegated. Nope. Only Richmond is. So a tie doesn't necessarily cost them anything. No. Not that we know of, anyway. Um, no, like I'm pretty this... sure Man City was supposed to be, like, the first in the division. Like, they were yeah. very well protected. A tie for them literally meant nothing. Yeah, and instead of Jamie accepting that fate and just like he's still holding that grudge and in his mind maybe rightfully so like he was coming around he was being a team player he doesn't know what happened like only we know only ted knows only rebecca knows like even the players on the team don't know that he got sent packing because rebecca had an agenda yeah no i know i i don't think i mean jamie definitely doesn't know that i mean i know no one else does but he doesn't know it he thinks ted sent him because that's how the protocol is supposed to work mm-hmm. but was not um so yeah i mean that's the end of the game they lose two to one they're relegated into the, <laughs> the there's a fun moment in the bar earlier with him and beard where he's like all right this is the premier league what's below this the championship league he's like so if you fail in the premier league you get to go to the championship he's like yep they also invented irony (laughs) (laughs) i love beard i just i love oh my gosh his quips crack me up uh so there is uh, we've talked a little bit about stuff in season two this might actually be a little spoiler heavy um but I, I do kind of want to talk about it in this moment. Ted yeah. gives his little post-game thing. He's walking back to the locker room, and he happens to see Jamie yes. in a room, like like sitting on a bench looking solemn. And he goes to walk in to say something, and this guy just steps into frame and lights into Jamie, like cursing him, throwing shit at him, just tearing him apart. And you quickly realize this is Jamie's dad mm-hmm. and he's, you know, I didn't come down here to see my son make a pass. You could have scored the goal. What the hell is wrong with you? You're better than this. And it's like, it's such an insight to why Jamie is the way he is. Mm-hmm. And it plays such a bigger role in season two, because that's not the last we see of that guy. No, it is not. And this, this is the moment and part of the turning point that I've like been waiting for. Uh, I love Jamie's arc in season two. I won't, I won't say any more about it, but I, I love it. Were you, um, and again, kind of spoilery, but were you surprised when his dad comes back in season two that we got that it is the same actor? Like it's such a small moment in this episode it could ease they could easily just been like oh we just had like a day player do that but like they bring back that guy i'm i mean i'm glad that they that they cast the role because i feel like at that point like this is the season finale they should be at at least outlining season two if not already starting to write so i think they knew at the time of casting that they would, they would want Jamie's dad to come back because I also think, you know, the, the writing is pretty excellent. I think they've had the arcs for all three seasons mapped out pretty well, especially like the character journeys that they want to take. 
So I think they were allowed to be intentional in their casting. So I, I really love that touch. I was very happy that there was that continuity and that they didn't do that. Um, it, I, you see it a lot in American television, especially. Well, um, but American television doesn't have that much foresight. And nine times out of ten, they don't have an outline beyond the first two seasons. Yep. And that's why the TV fucking sucks and gets canceled. And then when it doesn't, it fucking sucks because they goes plan on for, for like nine, nine years. Seasons. <laughs> Because like, they didn't have a goddamn plan. Anyway. Jesus, man. Like, what the fuck are we still doing? Like, uh, you know, I mean, not to yeah. get, but like, the there was some great stuff in the last few seasons of Smallville, but like, good God, man. <laughs> like, what the fucking Supernatural was on for how many? 15, 15 years or <laughs> Like, yeah. what the fuck? And this show stopped being, it stopped having anything to say about what's anything. like, after like season four or five yeah. and it's just i love spending time with these actors because i i like them but and i'm glad they're employed but like good god what else is there to say you know which is why you get the will they won't they romance bullshit and back and forth and break up makeup and it, yeah you're right you're totally right um so our last uh locker ted speech in the locker room uh for this season anyway um yeah i've watched two full seasons of this show and the two episodes into season three i don't think there's a better fucking moment in this show than this oh that's that's it's close at the end of season two yeah that moment gets yeah. really, really close, and it does, like, get me emotional, but I'm telling you, I'm, like, and I'm, I'm not saying this definitive and should be the way for everybody. For me, I've watched this episode three times in the last two weeks since we last talked, maybe four times. I <laughs> fucking cried every time. So emotional. So, and, and I've probably seen it eight or nine times total since it actually aired. <laughs> <laughs> so you really know what he's going to say. Yeah. But it just gets me that like, just all of it, you know, I, I, you're sad, but I promise you there's something worse than being sad. And that's being sad and being alone and look around this room. Nobody in here is alone. We're all going through this together. Uh, what does he say that onward forward and just i, I don't know I, I gotta stop talking about it <laughs> no i know it's no it's a it's a great speech it's very like it's very ted but not in like the campy like cliche way it's like classic ted lasso with the like a heartfelt speech that is how he motivates his players. You know what I mean? Like, this is his charm. This is why everybody loves Ted because he lays it all out there and he says it all like it is. And then, but then he, he always looks on that brighter side and you like at, at times it's toxic, but at other times it's infectious, but not like in a bad way. You know what I mean? Um, and so I feel like this is this is one of those moments where like him being able to look on the positive side and find like the positive in everything, like is a good thing. He's like, We 
we can live here, we can feel this, we can experience this, but we also need to put it behind us because we're going to come back and we're going to be better than ever. So I, I really like that. And punctuated by a song written by and uh, performed by Marcus Mumford, um, who I, I didn't, was not aware that that's who this was until literally we started doing this and what three or four episodes ago i was like (laughs) did you know that one of the mumford dudes is like the music supervisor um so yeah it's a marcus mumford song uh you'll never walk alone and it just fucking kills me man and it's not a depressing song it's not a like life is so shitty and bad and things are awful it's a very like hopeful song uh if you pull up the lyrics and perform so soulfully but it just i mean i i can't listen to it without crying um <laughs> it could be just because i'm old and i'm way more emotional than i used to be but i don't know man it kills me every time yeah no i mean it was it's just it's a great scene it's it's emotional i mean it's supposed to be because they've taken you on this roller coaster all episode long. You've had ups and downs and will not like, like, will they, won't they, but not like, you know, in a relationship sense, like, will they win or will they lose? Like, what's it going to be? And you think they win and then they pull the rug out from underneath you and it's Roy's final season. And it's just like a whole thing. Then they cap it off with a heartfelt Ted Lasso speech that brings tears to your eyes. So yeah, it was, it was good. It was yeah. a really, really good finale. Be goldfish. Let's all be goldfish. Gosh darn goldfish. That's what he says. Um, and the, the the night ends with uh, Beard, not Ted, delivering a handwritten letter to Jamie um, <clears throat> from Ted. Of course, Jamie makes a flippant remark, uh, gets on the team bus, opens it up, and it says, way to make the extra pass. And... Oh. There's an army man in there. That gets me every time. That yeah. is what gets me every time. Every time. <laughs> I, love, I love Jamie. I love Jamie's art. Yeah. I, is I, it such like a big one? He's such a yeah. dick when we first meet him and where he gets to in season at the end of season two is just so good. There was a moment earlier in the episode when they're uh I kind of just skipped over the them formulating a plan in Ted's apartment. Oh, yeah. But it it always cracks me up when, like, if you look on the table, there is, like, a make, not even a makeshift, like, soccer field or football field. But (laughs) the players are just little army men. They've lined up. (laughs) (laughs) So he just has these things everywhere. Just like his belief signs, which is such a funny moment. (laughs) Oh, I know. He's running through, like, the entire place. <laughs> he finally has one. Although, I will say that that was that was a nice insight because, like you said, the picture uh, yes. will end up coming back. That I mean, we haven't seen it yet, but it'll end up coming back. And uh, I liked it. He's like, yeah, I've got him everywhere. I've got it in the mirror and blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I look at it as I convince myself I don't need to floss or whatever he says. And so it was like, that's some really good insight in into Ted and kind of like how he operates. And it, I feel like it does give you a little sense of he keeps certain things like that, like near and dear to his heart, like in his personal space where you may not notice it. So 
Yeah, I want to talk about that, specifically him having that sign, and uh, because it definitely is spoilery. Um, So the episode ends with Ted trying to quit, uh, giving his resignation, Rebecca refusing. Uh, We learn Higgins' first name is Leslie. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard of a feminine junior? I've never heard it called that. I've never even heard of it, so. Like, I've known people who were named, um, like, after, either females named after uh, male uh, grandparents or great-grandparents are the opposite when it's a more of a gender-neutral name, which we don't think of Leslie as a gender-neutral name really that much anymore. But, I mean, Leslie Nielsen's one of the funniest actors in the history of anything. And, I mean, his name was Leslie. So uh, it's it's hard for us to think about it that way. But I have known people like that. I've just never heard it called Feminine Junior. Um, so weird. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny like it's it it is kind of emasculating but like the fact that he owns it makes it less so and he's just like yeah i'm a feminine junior like what's it to you uh, <laughs> but it also so. feels like very higgins in the same yes. way yes yes <laughs> of like, course his name is leslie higgins yeah. um th- there there used to be a show called uh magnum pi yeah. back in the 80s and his butler's name i believe was leslie uh <laughs> I know his name was Higgins, but I think it was Leslie Higgins. I could be wrong. Um, I'd have to go look it up. Um, so Rebecca refuses the resignation, offers to make him tea, and they he refuses the tea. Says he'll take water. Um, and, and the last bit of callback, uh, he says, you know, oh, we can get unrelegated. She's like, yeah, it's called promoted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's like, okay, well, next year we'll get promoted and then we'll come back and win the whole fucking thing. And he takes a sip of his water and once again, call back to, I believe, episode one. Um, (laughs) Fizzy water spits it all over Rebecca's face. And that made me laugh, although it was obvious they had doused her with a bucket of water instead of him actually spitting in her face. But And I, I will say this, like, I I do feel bad for Rebecca in that moment, but here's the thing. She did all of this with evil intent. And this is the, like, as far as her and Ted's relationship, this is the negative thing that happened to her. She kind of had it coming. Karma (laughs) took a little while, but she kind of had that coming. Oh yeah. No, I thought it was hilarious. I love the callback. I just, I love the way that it, that it ended it. It just, it was, it was funny. All right, so before we get to a little bit of spoilery stuff for season two, favorite joke? Not I always I say not joke-heavy episode a lot, but literally not a lot of jokes in this episode. It's a lot of soccer. Yeah, no, there were not a lot of jokes. Um, I had, there were a lot of moments I thought were very funny. One that stands out to me and just makes me laugh every time is when he runs up to the ref and he goes, was that offsides? <laughs> and the ref was like, get out of here and he's like no seriously can you explain that to me because i still don't get it and then it cuts to his beard explaining to him 
And he's like, the, the, no, the, the vinegar is this, and the, blah, 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 blah. and the way he's explaining it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's offsides. Like, that's totally offsides. But the way he's explaining it, I'm like, what's he doing with the fucking vinegar? What is he talking about? <laughs> and then I remembered at the bar, it just made me laugh. Um, yeah, that's a really good, I like that one. Um, I, I'm a sucker for good physical comedy. Mm. So him running out of Rebecca's office and oh. whacking his head on the top of the door always <laughs> makes me laugh. That was a good one. I wonder, sometimes I wonder if certain things are scripted or unscripted, just because it really, the reactions felt very genuine in the moment. <laughs> It always makes me think about Chris Pratt in Parks and Rec. Yes. Um, and his physical comedy was almost never scripted. I know. It was always him just doing the dumbest shit. And at some point, they were just like, don't stop the camera. Please don't break character. Yeah. And also, please don't break your neck. <laughs> like, there's a really great Andy moment where he's, like, skating around the office. on like, Yes. And he, like, flips over the desk. Yes. Literally what popped into my head the minute I've seen it a hundred fucking it. times. And every time when he pops back up, he's like, I'm okay. <laughs> it <laughs> makes me laugh every single time. Oh, um, But funny. I think <laughs> it's, I'm also a sucker for crash shit. The very yeah. beginning, when he gives... <laughs> Nate the whistle he's like this whistle was sad it's never been blown and he goes <laughs> you mean like Colin and it's just like fucking burn dude the one liners are so good and I love that Nate has just this like innate ability to roast people I'm like of all things <laughs> this is his superpower What's so funny that though that's a really good place to talk about this. Sp- fucking spoilers for season two. Evil Nate. Yes. There, There's a lot of allusions to Evil Nate in this episode. From the jump, man. Oh, like, man. he goes at Rebecca. Like, you fucking shrew. You did this. I know. I was like, whoa, <laughs> foreshadowing. Um, The believe sign. Like, that. it's weird to think of it as a callback. When Ted walks in his office in the end of season two and his belief sign is ripped in half. Because, I, I mean, that's an easy thing. But, like, when you compare it to, like, the moment in this episode where he's like, Jesus, do you just have those things everywhere? He's like, yes, everywhere. Like, this is this is my mantra, man. Like, believe. You got to believe you can do it. Um, so to, to have that, like, shoved back in his face. um yeah, it it just makes it even more heartbreaking. <laughs> it, I mean, it re- it really it really does. But yeah, lots of lots of evil night stuff in this episode. Um. Yeah, you really start, and we get a lot. He gets we get a lot more aggressive progression in season two, but you definitely, I I saw I saw the turn, and I'm like he, you know, he gets promoted. And it's it's like a whole thing, and like he he doesn't he doesn't not that I not that he should I don't know like I have mixed feelings of what I'm about to say, but like he doesn't ever feel like or seem grateful for any of it. Just kind yeah. of like yeah, I deserve this. Like this is where I'm meant to be. Finally, someone is recognizing me, and it's like part of me gets that because his whole thing, like his whole life has always been people don't 
believe in him. And Ted believed in him, but now he's taken that belief in himself almost to like a whole other level to stay on the believe theme. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it's really heartbreaking when you start reframing it and seeing the, I mean, to, to your point earlier, like people were so fucking shocked and devastated at Nate's turn at the end of season two. But when you do go back and rewatch it, like not that he's a bad guy, but you see those seeds, man. You do. Which is why I maintain that the writers have had have, have their plans all laid out, and they know where yeah. this is all going. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's season one of Ted Lasso. Um, we did it. We did. We made it through a whole season. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> <laughs> and now we get to take another little break. Yay! Yay! Um, Sorry. Which, no, it's fine with me. Okay. Um, I. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been on break, so. I know, now it's my uh, turn. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, totally fine with me. It, it'll give me a chance to pester my uh, co-host for the Star Wars show, which this is part of, the X-Wing Files. Uh, be like, hey guys, are we gonna talk about the new episodes of The Mandalorian? Because now we're two episodes behind, and holy shit, has it been good. Oh, another thing I have to catch up on. I think I'm going to max out my phone downloading all of this stuff from Disney+. Plus. You're going on a cruise. I know. I will have time. Don't I have plenty of time to relax. What else am I going to do? Oh, I don't I don't know. I, I, I've never been on a cruise. I would assume there's just so much stuff to do. I'd be like, I don't have time to watch TV. Well, I mean, like, yes and no. We've got a couple of days at sea, which is pretty much you just like kind of tramp around like the cruise ship and just sort of like hang out so you know sitting by the pool i don't know watch an episode of ted lasso watch an episode of the mandalorian i don't know we'll see i i have i have all of these big plans i have like the worst content add like in the entire world so i plan to have like 50 different things to do and then i might do one of them (laughs) um i I wouldn't even know which one to tell you to to start with (laughs) um Maybe probably the Mandalorian just yeah. because so I don't because I'm at greater risk, I feel, of spoilers from that than I a hundred percent. I don't it, like if any if somebody described to you the two episodes we've gotten of Ted Lasso unless something happens in the next two weeks, I feel like you'd be like, oh, Okay, well, I mean, I hate you told me the plot, but there's nothing that's just like, oh my god. You know, yes. where it's like there's shit that's happened in the Mandalorian that it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, okay, now I'm uh, okay. I'm gonna have to and, try and find a way to work that in. Maybe like I should say I feel weekend. that way. <laughs> Other people might not feel that way. I don't know. I've loved seasons one, two, and a half <laughs> 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 since I watched all of Boba Fett. And once <laughs> it turned into the Mandalorian, I was like, oh, I'm here for this. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, I've, I've, I'm really, uh, after a not great premiere for season three, um, I, I, these last few episodes of the Mandalorian, I'm just like, oh my God, this is incredible. And like, 
I, I don't think it's spoilery to be like Katie Sackhoff is playing a bigger role because uh, she only oh, shows yeah. up for like a minute in season two. Uh, yeah. Well, not a minute, but a I'd good have been bit. shocked if if she didn't. She's been on like press circuits for yeah a while. She's fucking amazing. <laughs> like I, I just love her as a person. I'm like you are just yeah. so cool. I've <laughs> always liked her. Like um, and I watched Battlestar Galactica, and I was like, yeah, she's cool. Not. And but I like I didn't get the like nerd like oh like she was like the new it girl for the nerd crowd oh was she like, totally was you know like i'm like yeah she's cool she's badass but like and, and not in a like i don't think she looks good way just in a like i don't, I don't know maybe it's just not for me uh-uh man like bo katan walking around being a fucking badass i'm just like i am here for this shit <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm just here for Katie Sackhoff. I love her, even when she's playing a cheesy D-class villain on The Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget she was in some of those early episodes. She was fun, though. She was she fun. Was a it lot wasn't of fun. that early. She popped up in, like, season four, and then she came what? back in, like, six or seven or something. Oh, yeah, I guess it wasn't that early. It was it in was... the good old days of Flash, though, when the show was still great. Oh, yeah. It took a down turn season, season four. <laughs> it took, took a down turn. Uh, um, that was the thinker season. Anyway, we was it not a tangent we should get off on. Okay, yeah, the thinker was not great. Um anyway, uh yeah, so while we're on a break, you can go check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com. There's nerds ruin everything where Adam and I just talk about everything. And uh, hopefully <laughs> some, ep- yeah. <laughs> hopefully it's it's just two grumpy old men <laughs> bitching about nerd <laughs> shit. Um, uh, and hopefully some excellent files episodes talking about the Mandalorian. We've done the first two episodes, so we'll get okay. caught up here soon. Um, Wait, how many have aired? Four. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't have time for this. You're, you, you're, you're right. I don't. You could skip the first one. I mean, there's some stuff in there, but it's you know also. No, I only, can't do that. I know. Okay. I know. It's also only like 20 minutes long. So, oh, okay. or 27 minutes or something like that. I can realistically um, watch the first two episodes in one go, probably. The third episode is the longest episode ever of the show. It's almost an hour long. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. it is long and it is fucking great. So, um, yeah, uh, so yeah, go check out all that stuff and uh, I'll, I'll let Jess plug her stuff. Yeah, no, you can find me talking about Superman and Lois over on Tomorrow's Legends. Just pop that in your Google browser. You can listen to us wherever you find podcasts. Um, and if you want to join in the conversation, you can, and you're watching Superman and Lois, uh, just send us an email tomorrow's legends podcast at gmail.com. We are always happy to have feedback. Just don't tell her what's happening on Ted Lasso. Like, just don't. Yes. <laughs> don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't spoil Ted Lasso and don't spoil the Mandalorian. Um, because my, one of my co-hosts over there is also, has a Star Wars podcast called The Mandalores. So he, <laughs> I'm trying to get him to not spoil me on The Mandalorian. <laughs> I haven't even touched The Bad Batch, which is. Uh, gotta, it's also very good. They're coming up on their season finale. Yeah. I don't know if that'll make it easier to binge, but you won't have to worry about catching, like, staying caught up. You can just, like, 
burn through some episodes. And there That's are. That's how I did the first season. I just burned through them. There are filler epi- episodes for the Bad Batch too, where it's like, eh, this is kind of just a standard episode. Like, it doesn't add to the mythology. Okay. Right. So those will be easy ones where you're just like, oh, okay, that was kind of fun. But uh, um, it's yeah, it's been so good. I think their finale is next week. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, anyway, I knew, I knew it was coming up. Uh, go rate and review us. Uh, subscribe to us. Um, it was made aware to me that I uh, this is apparently only available on Apple Podcasts. So oh. I'm going to fix that this weekend. I thought I had pushed everything into all of the well everything except spotify spotify gets tricky um but uh hopefully by the time you hear this we'll be on like google play and i don't know whatever other ones there are so uh because there's options in my thing to make them available elsewhere but apparently i i have not done that so um (laughs) that's on me i'm sorry yeah, well, some of them I think you still have to submit to manually, like Apple Podcasts. I think Google Podcasts, you have to do, like, like it's its own submission process. Yeah. There was, like, there's, like, th- two or three of them where you have to do it, like, on your own, and then the rest of them, most hosts will, will push into. So. Yeah, so I'm going to fix that this weekend. So it's, it's my last vacation goal is to (laughs) fix all of that because somebody was like oh i want to listen to that and i was like oh it's on apple podcast and like, i don't have apple i was like oh well it should be on like google play or amazon has a podcast thing they're like no it's not on any of those i'm like oh fuck (laughs) it's like yeah i kind of suck at that i'm sorry so well um, thanks for listening person if you've made it this far You found it. <laughs> I was like, go to the website. That's what uh, the only thing I know to tell you. Like, yeah. you can always subscribe to the RSS feed, like in whatever podcatcher you use. But yeah, most, most people don't know how to do that. So, <laughs> Just um, go to the feed. You copy the address yeah. and pop it into your podcatcher. Yeah, it's how I do all my Patreon shows because it's a pain in the ass <laughs> to do it through the Patreon app because it fucking sucks. So <laughs> you'd think they could get that right, but oh well. Um, all right, well, enjoy your your vacation. Uh, I can't wait to hear about it uh, when you get back. Uh, yeah. You can. I'll let you. Uh, I, I like a, like a, uh, I'll give you the privilege of deciding. <laughs> you decide if you want to do the the questions or if you want to just dive into season two when you come back. Whatever you want to do is fine with me. So. I- I kind of really want to do the questions because I, th- I think okay. it would be fun. And then, like, yeah, because whenever I listen to the episodes, I find myself starting to answer. And so mm-hmm. I know, like, some of the easy questions I already have answers for. So I, I think we should do it. I think it would be fun. And then we can dive into season two. And that will give me a longer time to maybe actually watch season three. So by the time we get to it, I'm not on a first watch. <laughs> 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 because I think that will make our discussion awkward if I haven't already seen it. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's totally fair. Uh, and, uh, you know, I dig the questions. Um, I've answered them. Uh, I'll plug the podcast when we get there. Um, I, yeah, I mean, you've, uh, did you listen to it? I did. I did listen okay. to it. Whether or yeah. not I remember even half of your answers is an entirely different story. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, you know, I just, I'm like, what if it's not really fun for you to hear something you've already heard. So I'll just plug it when we do it. So. Um, anyway, we'll be back in 
not two weeks, but three weeks, because we're taking two weeks off. So uh, it gives everybody time to binge watch season two and watch the episodes of season three if uh, you're not staying caught up. So we'll see you guys in three weeks. 